Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Well, hi, everyone, and you are in for a treat today because my guests are Justin and his mom, Sherry Sather. They live here in Westchester, our little community tucked within the large city of Los Angeles, just like me, and it's still summer vacation for Justin, and I'm thrilled to have him and his mom on my show today. Hi, Justin. Hi, Marcia. Nice to have you. I'm so excited. And hi, Sherry. Hi, Marcia. Thank you for having us. Oh, my pleasure. So, Justin, I want you to know I've been doing this talk radio show for over four and a half years, and you are officially the youngest guest I've ever had in my show. Can you please tell our listeners how old you are? I am eight and a half years old, and I'm going to third grade. And you're going into third grade. When does when does school start? Does it start pretty soon? In seven days. Oh, not that we're counting. Okay, seven days. So with seven days left, and you look back on your summer vacation, what was what did you do with that was the most fun on your summer vacation this summer? Go to Catalina on a boat. Oh wow! Have you ever done that before? No, it was our first time. Oh, man, that's really, that's really fun. I, I've been there myself. Oh, I'm glad you did that. That sounds like a lot of fun. And, Sherry, just so we can get this, this show started, uh, we know that you're a little older than eight and a half, and I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but if you could please tell us a little bit about yourself, and let's, like I said, let's give a shout-out to the Westchester Wives for for connecting us. That's our gem in our community. So tell us a little bit about you, Sherry. Yes, so thank you for having us on our show, and I'm happy that Ray over at the YMCA put us together because we do a lot with the YMCA. I am a sociology major from Loyola Marymount, and I went on to get my teaching credential and taught elementary school for seven years, and that's where I fell in love with training teachers student teachers, um, and I really enjoyed that one-on-one training student teachers, and then I started really enjoying that one-on-one time teaching kids on a one-on-one basis, and I opened up a tutoring business, which I did um, all throughout the Los Angeles and South Bay area for the last 12 years, and then I closed the door when I had Justin and my younger son, Tyler, and I decided to start focusing and putting my teaching methods um, with my own children. So I I believe in the growth mindset and stress-free learning, and that is what I've been doing the last three years with Justin and his frog project that we're going to talk about today. That's 
Great. It's funny how often LMU comes up in my conversations. Uh, if, if people that have been listening to my show regularly, whether they live here in Los Angeles or not, um, they wouldn't even know um, about LMU the way we do, but we certainly do. And it is a just like the YMCA in our community of Westchester, Loyola Marymount is certainly a gem for us as well. It's it's really wonderful. But Dustin, I have a feeling that this is this is your show, and this is going to be really exciting. And I want um, I want people to know that um, you created this Justin's Frog Project, and we're going to be talking a lot about frogs today. And I'm just curious to know how the two of them have done so many extraordinary things together. Can you tell start off by telling our listeners how this all started? I think it started with the name of a book that your mom read to you in kindergarten that inspired your your frog project. What was the name of that book? What do you do with an idea? What do you do with an idea? Whoa, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty good that's a pretty good title. What is that book about? It's about where this kid has an idea and um he never gave up on his idea even though people were laughing at his idea and making fun of his idea and then he changed the world at the end of the book. Wow. I've never seen that book. I don't know what his idea was. What was his idea? Do you remember? To change the world. To change his idea was to change the world. Wow, that's a really big idea. Um, wow. So Sherry, did you promise Justin that you'd help him with his idea? To have an idea? Yes, I did. So at that point, um, he just we just had little Tyler, who was just a baby, and I was feeling extremely tired, and I thought, oh, my goodness, did I give all of my energy to all the kids I've taught over the years and all the tutoring families, and now my poor little ones, I'm so tired. So after we read this book, I said, you know what? I'm going to do an idea with you. So Justin was in kindergarten, and he had been following this little girl who made rainbow rocks. And we just loved her idea. She was raising money for the homeless, and we probably made a thousand rainbow rocks, and we handed them out to everybody in the community. And I told him, you know, think about an idea, and I will spread your idea just like the book, just like the little girl Aaliyah with the rainbow rocks. So he thought about it for a month or two, and when I wasn't as tired um, from raising <laughs> his little brother Tyler, I said, I'm ready for your idea. And he quickly picked up a rock, he painted a frog on it, he drew googly eyes on it, and he hung a string on it, and he said, I want these frog rocks all around the world, hanging all over the trees. And I thought, hmm, I'm not so sure we can get all those rocks hanging from the trees, but I do know that you love frogs, because he has loved frogs ever since he was a baby from his first frog blanket. Um, He has always had a birthday party when he was two years old that was frog themed and he's always loved frogs so that's where I knew we had to do something with the frogs so we just started studying about the frogs and getting books and 
that's when we started learning. And I'm going to let Justin tell you some of the things he's learned about the frogs and kind of how the project started blossoming. Really? Because I am just so interested about the love that you have for frogs, Justin. And I guess what I'd like to know is, do you know about how many frogs live around the world? More than 5,000 different types of frogs live around the world. No kidding. Wow. Is there any place that they do not live? Except they do not live in Antarctica. Oh, it's it's just probably too cold. But there are all different types of frogs that live in ponds, in forests, and wetlands. And do they come in all different sizes and colors, too? Yes. You know, I, I, was, I, I, I can't remember now. If, I know I said this on my Facebook Live, but I, I don't recall if I've actually said it on the show. But, um, Justin, there's a big article in the newspaper today about frogs that I'm sure that your mom will want to read with you um, all about frogs, including the yellow-legged frog. But there are, what, there are all kinds of interesting things. There are things about frogs that I just didn't know about, but you do. So why don't you tell me some of the things that you find interesting about frogs? Um, there's a glass frog that you can see through its skin, see all its organs and insides. Whoa. Okay. Is there any? What about another kind of a frog? And what's a mossy the, what's the mossy frog? frog? Yes. His skin looks like moss, so he can camouflage it, and he likes to stay by waterfalls. That's very interesting. And then you have a favorite frog, don't you? It's a poison dart, a red, a strawberry poison dart frog and the mossy frog. I went to Google, like so many of us do, and I Googled poison dart frogs. And I could not believe all of the incredible colors that those frogs come in. What is it about the the poison dart frog that you like so much? All the colors. Yes. Have you seen them in person? I mean, have you actually been somewhere where you've seen a poison dart frog? The aquarium. Oh, the aquariums, of course. And you know something? I want to tell you something, Justin. The, um, I happen to also like frogs, too. And um, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about frogs and some of the places in our own community of Westchester where we can see frogs because I really do think frogs are really cool. But you know so much about frogs that this is your opportunity to share what you know that maybe some of my listeners don't know. So what are some of the fascinating facts that you have found out when you have read about frogs? 
The um, if you had a frog tongue, you could go to your belly button. They're that long? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. What else about frogs did you learn? They can breathe and drink through their skin. They can drink. They can drink through their skin, not. Not 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 only through their mouth. Wow, I didn't know that. And you 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 had mentioned, or you're going to tell us because this is something that you also know a lot about. Because evidently, scientists say that frogs are indicator species. When your mom mentioned that to me, I thought I've never heard of that term. What does it mean if a frog is an indicator species? It means that the frogs are telling us the world needs their help. Wow. So what what kind of help do they need? What's the, what is their problem? The pollution and pesticides and people cutting down their homes. No kidding. So there's a real problem everywhere then for frogs. Is that what you're saying? Yes. You know something I wanted to tell you, Justin, because you and I both live here in Westchester, I know by some of the pictures that are on your Facebook page that you go to the Playa Vista Pond, and I do too. It's one of my favorite places to go. And I went there yesterday knowing that you and your mom were going to be on my show today because I love taking my camera to the ponds. And while I saw a ton of turtles and I saw a ton of ducks and a few birds, I did not see one frog in those ponds. And we know that there are six of them there. I was so surprised by that because I was looking for them. And I thought, my goodness, maybe this is what you're talking about, that perhaps maybe the water in those ponds are not good for those frogs anymore. I don't know. But it, I certainly thought about you when um, when I knew you were going to be on the show because maybe – Plastic pollution and some of the other elements are getting there. So what what are some of the reasons that frogs are going um, extinct today? You mentioned pollution and pesticides. Do you think that, um, that they're just very, very sensitive frogs? Yes. Uh, yeah, I guess People. they are. Go ahead. People can can also get sick from pollution and pesticides. Yes, they can. They they really can and we need to be we need to be so so careful. And as I was mentioning to you, um Justin, there was this big article about this man named Ian Riccio. He's the LA Zoo curator of reptiles and amphibians because frogs are amphibians. And he's keeping alive a federally endangered species of frogs, one of the rarest vertebrates on the earth. And he mentions in particular the yellow-legged frogs 
have you ever been to the zoo to his frog shack building? No. That's someplace you're going to have to go because I bet you would absolutely love it. I'm sure that that would be something that would be very, very interesting to you. And perhaps you could even and meet this um, zookeeper curator. That would be really, really cool. Um, I've also known, I know a little bit about you, Justin, and I've heard that you've won a lot of awards for spreading the messages about the frogs. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the awards you've received? Um, Dr. Carrie Krager gave me a award, and I gave him money. What what did he give you an award for? Well, I'm going to chime in here because how you mentioned Please. the California yellow lake frogs, Dr. Carey yes. actually told Justin that um, the California red-legged frogs were needing some help. So Justin actually teamed up with Dr. Carey of Save the Frogs nonprofit, and he raised money to help build the wetlands in Las Plumas National Forest to help the California red-legged frogs. So that's funny that you mentioned the California yellow-legged frogs because people have been sending me that article the last couple of days since it just came out. Since they know Justin's the frog kid, we constantly say, did you hear that? Did you see the article? So we haven't checked that one out, so I'm excited to get home and show him all the details and visit that zoo. But he did help out with the California red-legged frogs. And he did one you know, other thing. So Dr. Carey allowed Justin, can you tell them about what you got to do with you raise money to help build wetlands, and then also you got to do something special with the middle school? Oh, I'd like we to hear about that. Wetland. We got Say to build a wetland. What did you get okay. to do with that? We got to build wetlands at... Garvey Middle School. Nice. That's nice. And how did you how did you go about I understand that you raised a couple of thousand dollars. Um how how did you do that? Did you how how did that happen? Maybe maybe mom could help us out with that. Well, he first started when we first realized that when he had the idea about he wanted to do something with frogs, Dr. Carey was the one that brought to our attention that the frogs around the world were going extinct, that they were about one-third of the frog population around the world was going extinct, and they were really shocked. So that's when we started really turning this into a frog project about saving the frogs and trying to figure out why they were dying. So the first reason was because people were cutting down their homes. So we worked really hard with Dr. Carey. Um, he was doing Refrog America and trying to, you know, make places that frogs could live and build more wetlands and also bring more attention to the middle school. Um, so that's why we got to go actually help this Los Angeles middle school, and we got to dig a hole and see how the wetlands were built, and um, it was a great time. And then that's where GoFundMe approached us and said if – we wanted to start raising money. They would help us raise money, and we could use money to build wetlands locally. So that's where, nice. Justin, can you tell us about the local wetlands that we started working with? And 
that we you had your birthday party there and so what is that wetlands called? The Biona The Biona Wetlands. Right. The Biona Wetlands, for those of you that that are not local and you're listening to this incredible show, that's that's practically in our backyard as well. And there's um an that's another place I also like to go with my camera to the wetlands. And the Audubon Society is there, and a lot of organizations, a lot of schools will go to the Biona Wetlands to um, to know, to learn about what's going on there. So you raised some money to help with that project, didn't you? And that's really that's really exciting, Justin. Truly, I this Dr. Kiri must really mean a lot to you. I'm sure that was a lot of fun. And, and it was all about the red-legged frogs. There are just thousands of different kinds of frogs. And so here you're talking about the red-legged frogs. I mentioned the yellow-legged frogs. Uh, you know what? And when you get home, when I mean, when we get off the air, Justin, there is a picture in the L.A. Times about that particular frog. And you'll be able to see exactly what that looks like. And I think you'll you'll really you'll really enjoy that. Did you also you like to draw? Did you um, were you involved in a frog art contest? Yes. Did you draw the frog with the toothbrush? Is that is that one of the um? Did you draw that frog for that contest? Yeah. You did. I did, you know, I've got that um, picture on the website of the frog that you drew with the toothbrush in the mouth. You are a really, really good, you're a really great drawer. So congratulations on doing that and spreading your message around. And, Sherry, you um, had mentioned that there was a GoFundMe, and um, there, there are a lot of different connections that you have to GoFundMe, and we'll make sure that we let people know all about these different organizations. And I just also want to just say real quickly, as you're listening to this show, everyone, and I'll say this more than once, but, but it's important that you can find all the information about what Justin is doing. And if you just simply go to For the Love of Frogs, that's plural, for the, the letter, the words, for the love of frogs.com you'll be able to see their website and all the different things that they have offered there and wonderful YouTubes and just it's just a masterful website, Sherry. And I don't know if you've done this alone or if you've had assistance, but it's it's really exceptional. You've done a really, really good job on, on putting that website together. So tell me about um the one hundred kid heroes. What what is that all about, Sherry? So that was we were doing all the work with um, Dr. Carey with Save the Frogs nonprofit, and we had a wonderful time, and we raised the $2,000 to build the wetlands and to do the art contest. It was a worldwide art contest to spread the message about the frogs and how to take care of the environment. Then um, GoFundMe said, you know what, we have a 100 Kid Hero campaign going, and we would love um, to select Justin, if you accept this by tomorrow, you will be awarded $2,000, and he will be able to use his $2,000 um, for his project, and you can use it however you would like. So me and Justin 
we talked about it and we definitely agreed that was something we wanted to do because we wanted to give money to local projects that we drove past and meant something really special that was in our neighborhood. So that's where the first um, $2,000 that we got, we we gave money to the Biona Wetlands um, to, they needed some new gloves. We asked them what they could use and they are always hosting cleanups there. So we bought them hundreds of different pairs of gloves for their cleanups. And then we also raised um, money for reusable snack bags for Justin's first grade class. And he passed them out and instead of using plastic baggies, he was also spreading the message um, about using less waste. So the project went from helping the wetlands and then we realized that the frogs were going extinct and getting sick and because of the pollution. So that's where we we changed over to um, over to plastic pollution. But I do want Justin to tell because it was really fun to have his eighth grade birthday party at the yeah. wetlands. And not instead of eight, eight year old, eight year yeah eight year old birthday party at the wetlands. <laughs> he had a cleanup and um, he can tell you they taught him all about the oh, different yeah. plants and they I'd taught like to the hear kids. That. Yeah, so Justin, why don't you tell what some of the favorite plants were? Because I know that was one of your favorite parts. Um, what were the favorite plants that you liked at the wetlands that they taught the kids? Pickleweed and cowboy cologne. Can you explain what cowboy, the cowboy cologne? Cologne. Cowboy cologne. Wow, I've never heard of that. Okay. What was it for? So, why did they need that, that kind of weed, why did they name that plant the cowboy cologne? How did it get that nickname? Because um, cowboys um, used to put it um, on them because there was no showers. Hmm. And so those plants are growing right there in the Biona wetlands. And and the same with the pickleweed, right? Yeah. And what about the How do you guys yeah, you can tell me eat about the pickleweed. Pickle you can? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's really, that. the Biona Wetlands is really, really great. And for somebody like myself that really loves birds, I I enjoy going over there because those wetlands are, are a great place for a lot of the shorebirds because it's so close to the ocean, right? A lot of water filters into those Biona wetlands, and um, do you go there very often? Yes. Tell oh, we good. Did a hike around. There's a saltwater marsh. Yep. And where did we? Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell them what we did? Yeah, we went on a hike, and who did you bring? Um. Um, I like a tribe, like something like a Boy Scouts, but it's called Y Guide. It's part of the YMCA. Right, because you're part of the guides program at the Y, aren't you? And also we teamed up with a college, and we had a special college come. What college did we team up to do a cleanup there? Um, LMU. Oh, of course. That's terrific. You know, it's really fun to do that. And and really, a lot of the local schools, Chair, you probably know this, um, um, they team up with Audubon, and they they bring the schools and buses over to the wetlands. 
and and they walk them around all of that area and explain everything like you just said about the different plants, how water has affected the rain, the lack of rain, like you said, pollution, all of those things happen at that at the wetlands. So um so you had a birthday party there. That must have really that must have been fun. But you've also been you mentioned earlier at the top of the show, you mentioned something about seeing um, your favorite frog at the aquarium. And we are very lucky. We do not have to drive all the way to San Diego because in Long Beach we have the Aquarium of the Pacific, which is a really cool, oh, I, I loved it. I, I love that aquarium. I highly recommend it to people. If you're visiting or if you live Locally, you can even take the Metro Link and and get there without even driving. It's so neat. But you got you were named the 2018 Kid Hero of the Year from the Aquarium of the Pacific. Can you tell me about that? So what what did they what did you did you invite a lot of friends to come watch you get your award? Yeah. Yeah, and they. Let Justin have a, a YouTube video about his project that they showed up on the walls of the aquarium, and there were lots and lots of kids there. And then what did we get to do? We got to go upstairs. Upstairs to the frog room. To the frog room. And do you have a favorite part of that frog room upstairs? No, I like all the parts. You like all of the parts. There's lots of different colorful frogs up there. Do you remember some of the colors of the frogs? That like green and blue and yellow. I and they have a love exhibit. that exhibit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was a really special honor um, that we did last year. So the the Dazzling and Disappearing Frog Exhibit, and then he has this big award, and we've met two other children doing projects um, that do beach cleanups that won the year before, and another boy that does recycling that won the last year. So we were able to meet up with those two local boys as well. So we kind of set up a little um, team, and we support each other, so that was really fun too. That's quite an honor, Justin, that's quite an honor to be named the Kid Hero of the Year. How did that make you feel? Happy. I bet it made you happy. Did you tell all of your friends at school? Yeah. I bet. I bet they were very proud to know you and that they probably know a lot about frogs because your interest in frogs makes them interested in frogs. And I think that's really, really great. And that exhibit upstairs is really tremendous. Uh, and I do remember seeing those frogs. And some of them are really, really tiny, aren't they? Like maybe two or three inches big. And then some are really big, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know that's that's really great, and so Sherry, um, to Justin's GoFundMe account, um, and I I'm, let me just uh, we'll we'll mention this more than one, but 
he's he's done some extraordinary work. So for those of you that are listening, and GoFundMe is not a new concept to anybody. We we all know about GoFundMe, and I will make certain. Um, and for those of you that are listening, that this will be included in my follow-up, my blog about today's show. But there is a GoFundMe.com forward slash cause forward slash kid dash heroes forward slash story 390. That's a lot to remember. I don't expect you to remember all of that, but I will assure you that I will link that information to the blog, Sherry, so that everyone will have an opportunity to know how they um, could make a contribution. And honestly, that's a very, very interesting page. You've done a tremendous job, Sherry, in getting this message out, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook and this GoFundMe account. It's it's just superior. And it, you're, you're so cute, Justin, and I just love some of the, pic- of the pictures that you have with you and Mom. Um, I know that, you know that you've done a lot of different things some things with the why, you know, you just have a love of frogs. And I, I just applaud you for not only loving something, but then doing something about it, which I think is really, really amazing. Sherry, how much money have you guys raised already on your GoFundMe account? We are almost to $20,000. We're Right at the wow. 19,000, I think 600 mark about. So over the last three years, that's how much um, has been coming in. And we've been using it on all the different projects, and we're working on a lot more projects as well. So that's they actually open Justin's GoFundMe. Um, what they do is they, you know, name the 100 kid heroes, and then the money came in, and then over the years, they pick and select certain accounts. And so just the last, about three months ago, his GoFundMe page was selected, so they sent it out to all of their supporters. And so it was really fun to see that account reopen. Um, And this time, the first time it was about saving the wetlands, and the second time we've been raising money about plastic pollution. So uh, it's been really nice, and I just want to make a big thing that – this project is, you know, all about the frogs, but again, the point of the project is to teach Justin um, going into the next thing I'd love to talk about is this bravery magazine that he Please, was in. Yes. Cuz I think the, Let's you know, talk the about whole point. That. Okay. So yeah, so this was a huge um impact for us because in order to get out like the book said at the beginning, what do you do with an idea? It was if you're not um, willing to step out and, you know, people could make fun of you because when we first started, you know, people would kind of chuckle and say like, oh, yeah, you're saving the frogs, ha, 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 here's a dollar. And they didn't really necessarily take this project, you know, seriously. They just kind of would laugh a little bit. And so, you know, Justin it was really clear that he learned in the book that, wow, that's what they said in the book, that people will laugh at you, but you just have to keep going. Mm-hmm. And then um, – mm-hmm. He was able to make these frog shoes with a company called Play Shoes, and uh, he got to make frog tabs, and that was a big way he earned money, too. He sold over $8,000 worth of frog shoes, um, and then they gave 10% of their earnings to go into his project. And then from that came 
Bravery magazine, and they had asked Justin if he would be the kid in the Bravery magazine. And that's when I started really focusing on teaching him how to be brave. So, Justin, can you tell us um, tell us a little bit about the magazine? Because I know they interviewed you, and they asked you if you were brave. And at that time, I think you didn't even know what brave meant. So <laughs> can you tell us a little bit what does it mean to be brave? It means to um, keep doing what your project is, and if someone laughs at you or be mean to you, just keep going and never give up. And can you tell That's, who this bravery yeah. magazine, who was the featured person on the front cover of the magazine? Jenga doll. Everyone, just, just listen to what he just said. Dr. Jane Goodall was is this is her bravery magazine and you were featured in an edition of her magazine and you got to meet her. For those of us that are a lot older than you and maybe have a, a real interest in nature and in animals, I think that you are so lucky to have met an icon in the world. She does so many remarkable things with gorillas. And maybe someday mom can show you some of the videos and YouTubes that she has done, Dr. Goodall has done with gorillas. You are so, so fortunate. And I'm, I'm so proud to know that you had that opportunity. I think that that's just an incredible blessing. And what did you, what did you learn from that experience that turned your project into another direction what did you do next um she said there was going to be more plastic in the ocean than fish by 2050 so then i focused on getting rid of plastic pollution wow wow by the year she predicts that by the year 20 now, I realize that's quite a ways away, that if we don't make some changes now, there's going to be more plastic in the ocean than there are fish. That's startling. I can see why you wanted to do something next. And I can understand now why, yes, you, you are never going to not have the love of frogs, but you sort of took another direction, didn't you? And you decided that maybe getting involved with plastics was a pretty important project, correct? Correct. Good. So tell me about what some of the ideas were that you came up for in eliminating and um, upcycling and recycling plastics. What was your ideas? To get reusable bags and um, reusable stuff that lasts long. Like I reusable see. lunch boxes, reusable snack bags, reusable napkins. Wow. That's that's a really good idea. That's a really, really good idea. And so do you find now that you know some of these things that you are being much more aware and careful about what you recycle? Yes. I bet. And, you know, in 
on Mondays, and my shows are every Monday. It's We know because we live in the same community that it's trash day, and that means that our bins are outside, our black bins for our trash, our green bins for our lawn clippings, and our blue bins for recycling. And they are making some big changes for us to learn a better way of recycling. And I don't know if we'll have time to talk about that, but certainly that is something that we all need to to be aware of. So what did you accomplish, um, Justin, by working on some of these ideas? Did you did you receive some money for that idea? Well, the first $2,000 um, when we did GoFundMe, what did we do with your first grade class? We gave them all snack bags. Yeah, so we were able to okay. team up with um, Green City Living, and she gave us hundreds and hundreds of reusable snack bags. So it was really fun to go and pass those out. We, um, His first grade class was doing a project on how to make the community more sustainable. So they were having to work in teams, and Justin's was how they can help with the trash problem. So they built a city and came up with solutions on how to make the town not have so much trash and then we actually got to bring in reusable snack bags and so it's really fun to see a lot of the students using those bags um, on a daily basis uh, instead of using plastic bags for their snacks and their sandwiches so we feel really proud of that that we um, kind of started changing a habit because a lot of the plastic that people use is more of a habit that they just are used to grabbing plastic bags when they could just be using a reusable bag. So we're kind of trying to break that habit of the plastic um, usage that people have just seemed to get used to and for no reason, but trying to go back to how it used to be years and years ago before all the disposables um, came about. You're you're right. I, I know myself, Sherry, one of the changes that I've personally made is I no longer buy plastic water. I no longer buy water bottles any longer from the store or from Costco or how I've always bought my water. I I bought a Brita filter, not that I'm endorsing them, but I bought something where I can just literally use my tap water, filter it, and pour it into a glass bottle that's reusable. And I feel just by making that one little change has has changed my behavior. And and everyone that's listening, if you can make one little change, if, if the Ziploc bags has always been how you put your children's lunches in a lunch bag, then perhaps being um, using reusable snack bags might be an alternative. And then from there I started um, introducing, I just started researching a lot of the people, um, different role models, because part of um, – teaching Justin to be brave, I found, was that I needed to introduce him to other role models like Dr. Jane Goodall or other um, children, brave children doing things. So I really tried to build a network up for him. So one person, Justin, can you tell the person who sings and goes to hundreds of different schools singing songs, teaching kids to uh, recycle and uh, use to compost, can you tell us who, what his name is? Mr. Eco. Mr. Eco, and remember we had we got to visit him twice. The first time, where did he, what did we go and do with him? 
get ice cream. Yes, so we won, and uh, we were able to go have ice cream with Mr. Eco, who is really fun. He wears a super cape, and um, he goes around to all the schools and teaches the, ch the children all different ways to take care of the planet. So um, we had so much fun, and we went to the landfill where he did a performance, um, and that was great. I also introduced him to Captain Moore. Um, we went to a beach cleanup in Manhattan Beach, and Captain Moore is a big plastic pollution um, speaker, and he was sailing his boat um, and came across all this plastic um, in the ocean, and that's where he really started talking about microplastic and how the plastic is harming the animals. So that's a big thing that Justin was learning, like, you know, the frogs were getting sick from all the pollution and we're learning about the plastic and all the animals getting sick in the ocean. So do you remember, Justin, why we were at the beach? What was the big thing when we met Captain Morris? They had built something. They were bu building a lifeguard tower out of trash. Ooh, really? That, that's yep, really interesting. And, wow, that's so cool. I, I need to just say something very quickly because I, if you had your hand by my heart right now, it would be pounding out of my chest. I have been doing blog talk radio for well over a year and a half, and my own call dropped, and it was, we're a live show. And so I am so grateful, Sherry, that when I was able to dial back in, that you were still talking. So thank you so much. If it felt like, oh, my gosh, where did Marcia go? Let me just tell you that's exactly what happened, and I apologize to all the listeners if there was a break in that communication. And, wow, I, I, that was a first for me. So thank you both for just bearing with me while I had to log back into the show. So I'm excited to hear about some of those things that you've done. And I wanted to really make sure that we got to some of the other items that are so, so important. And I, I don't want to skip missing this part. So if you don't mind, while I see that we have lots of things on what we could talk about, I would like to spend some time right now. Um, I know you probably want to talk about the buddy bench. Oh, my goodness, there's so many things to talk about. But before we talk about the buddy bench, I think it's really, really exciting what you are doing with your pen pal, Paris, in Cameroon, because this is really a big deal. So, Justin, can you tell me a little bit about Paris, who he is, and what he means to you? He's 22 years old, and he lives in Cameroon. And he has a problem with lots of um, bottles in his town. And we're trying to figure out ways to get um, the bottles away. So we had flower planters and um, cap art are the two things that we did so far. So let's talk about that a little bit. So you, as I said, you have just a fabulous website, and you collected tons and tons of bottle caps that I know 
was part of the buddy bench, and and we're going to come back to that, um, time permitting, and and I really hope we do have the time to go back to that. But so bottle cap art was something that you guys did because what what's happening is they're having a really serious water problem there, aren't they? Yes. Um, are you there? Yeah. I am. I can hear you now. Uh-huh. And you can hear me, right, Sherry? Yes, I can hear you. So oh, oh, basically perfect. after um, we were teaching Justin to be brave and I was introducing him to role models, the next thing that was really important to me was to introduce him to different children or younger people that he could relate to and they can work together as a team um, and build up a network. So uh, the Buddy Bench was one project that he did, collecting 200 pounds of plastic caps, and it took seven months to do that. Um, but this new project with Paris in Cameroon, Paris reached out to us on social media, and he uh, said, oh, my goodness, I see that you are working on ideas with plastic pollution. You will never believe what's going on here in Cameroon. We have no recycling center, and people... Um, you know, don't have clean water to drink, so we just have tons and tons and thousands and thousands of plastic bottles. And he spent about a year collecting over 8,000 bottles. Um, and then he had no, nowhere to put them. And so he's watched them sit there for six months, just these 8,000 bottles, and he just was really heartbroken um, that he collected them all, but then he really had nowhere to put them. So when he reached out to Justin, I showed pictures of the bottles, and Justin said, yeah, 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 I, I want to I help him. So we started just coming up with ideas, and so Justin, we printed a picture out of him, and we just would carry his picture around everywhere we went, and we put it on social media, and we started asking everyone around the world, what are some ideas that we could do to get rid of these 8,000 bottles? Um, and the first idea that we just loved, Justin, where it was from, a, what, what did they call themselves? They live in Canada, and what did they call themselves? The Kindness Ninjas. The Kindness the Ninjas. The Kindness Ninjas. Oh, that's neat. And what did they do they, to help you? What did they tell us that, to, that priest we should do? I'll make flower planters. So to make oh. flower planters out of the plastic bottles. So my role in this is I've really been trying to mentor Paris and Cameroon and Justin to work together. So they come up with ideas, and I could see Paris was a little hesitant to try the ideas because he thought, yeah, right, I have 8,000 bottles. How am I going to make flower planters? Like, this is not going to solve my problem. And so we sat down and we said, well, you have to start somewhere. The bottles have been sitting there for six months, and if you don't start something, they're still going to sit there. So that maybe this seems like a silly idea. Maybe it seems like this is not going to work. So it took a few weeks, and we started building them um, here in Los Angeles. We built them at the grandparents' house. Then we built them at our house, and we made a huge wall of 70 bottles that are hanging in our backyard. Uh, we cut holes in the plastic bottles, put dirt in them, and we bought all these succulents. Um, we met a neighbor that donated a lot of succulents, and and then, to our surprise, Paris and his siblings, which are Justin's age, they did the same. And when we got the pictures that he sent that he made the flower planter bottles, we were just so happy, and we congratulated him to being brave and taking the first step. And then from there, we started this parallel project where we do it in California, and 
the United States, and they do it in, he lives in Booyah, um, Cameroon, and they do it there. So we're on to our fifth project that we've done. So the second one was doing cap art. And Justin, what did you make with all the hundreds of green caps that you collected? What, what did you make with your, all the green caps? Um, a frog. And your, what did your little brother make? Fishy. And what did the boys in Cameroon make? They made a bird and flowers. And so it just, the project just started getting really excited. And then the third one, we actually did it on the very same day where um, we made a piggy bank a, and a frog out of the plastic bottles. Someone had suggested, why don't you make art? And this is a way um, Priest likes to go to different schools in Cameroon. And his goal is he really wants to be a teacher and teach the kids um, and the youth there on how they can change Cameroon and how they can use less plastic. And uh, that's his real passion. So we thought, well, you can use these ideas to teach the youth on how to change their ways in Cameroon. So that day he, since their morning begins earlier than us, they made their uh, plastic frog and then we got the picture and then we woke up and made ours and it was just so fun to do it on the exact same day. So today, Paris, actually this morning, we um, agreed that we're going to make a funnel um, and we're going to be making some... We talked if he had someone suggested a bird feeder out of the plastic bottles, and he told me yes. that there were no birds. There were no birds there, but they oh. had chickens. He's going to fill oh. his bottles with chicken with the chicken feed, and we're going to make the bottles for the birds. Um, and then we're going to make a water irrigation system. So that this week, uh, Justin and his younger brother, Tyler, were, those are the projects, and then we, we share them with each other. And we're making um, – We're Justin met someone. What is this – newspaper called in England? The Eagle Paper. And she okay. is making a special edition um, with some of the money we raise with Dr. Jane Goodall. She gives um, these grants out. So she gave us, he won a grant, and with that we get to have a newspaper that we'll be passing out in Cameroon um, with all these different ideas that he'll be able to go around and he goes to the different schools. And this Eco Paper um, special edition will be passed out to the children in the different schools in Cameroon, and they'll get to hopefully help him get rid of those 8,000 bottles that he's collected uh, making these different art projects. Well, what I'm curious to know, Sherry, because obviously if there's 8,000 bottles, um, and I don't know if they were all water bottles or not, but what's the, what's the water situation? Is, is, is where he lives, is it called a town or is it called a village? What, what is that situation like where he lives? So he lives um, in the town of Buya, um, and he does go to the University of Buya, which is a taxi ride away from a village-like community that he lives in. And um, what we were really just focused on the plastic pollution, and then uh, we work with some some company called Grades of Green. So Grades of Green is based out of El Segundo, and they hold um, campaigns. So last semester we were in the waste, plastic waste, and that's how we collected the 200 pounds of caps that we turned into a buddy bench, and we were in their campaign. This campaign is on water, which me and Justin thought, well, we're – 
we're not so sure about the water. We don't really have too bad of a water problem here. Like, how are we going to help? And as we started asking, um, every day we talked to priests through social media on our Facebook Messenger. So we started asking him about the water. And Justin, can you tell them what, um, how does he get drinking water? What do they have there? They have, like, one sink in the whole entire town, and they have to carry, like, Dirty bucket to go get water. Yeah, so it's called a public tap, which is like a you know like a well, like a sink, um, a public tap, and over a thousand people use this tap, and they carry the water in these buckets, and it's not drinking quality, um, and they wash their clothes with it. They basically use the water oh, for gosh. everything, um, from cooking, cleaning. Um, Pre says mm-hmm. that many people drink the water, and that's where he really started to see the link with the plastic bottles. Is like, wow, a lot of people use plastic bottled water because we don't have quality water. So those who can afford it um, get the plastic, the plastic water bottles. Um, so yeah, we're mm-hmm. about to start the campaign with Grades of Green, and it's all about water quality. And we're going to start testing. We're going to do the parallel projects here. We're in. I'm going to train Justin on how to test the water here in Los Angeles, and we're going to test it there in Cameroon, and then we're going to think of different ways that we can help their water uh, there. We're thinking of different buckets that they could possibly use. We found, you know, buckets where they could roll them, and maybe it filters the water and cleans it as they bring it back. We um, have found different filters that they could have and bring the water back so it's in drinking material. Uh, he talks about the schools, that they don't even have, you know, drinking waters at the different schools that he goes to. He showed us pictures of a school today. He was about an hour away in a town, a village that um, they drink rainwater. So he showed me all the rain barrels that they collect rain barrels, and that's what they drink um, in that town. So we're about to start. Um, it starts next week, and we are about to dive into this water campaign with Grades of Green and uh, see what we can do. And we're about to work on figuring out how to raise some money and how to make some big changes uh, there in Cameroon and and see what our water situation here um in Los Angeles, we're learning a lot of studies with one being Justin, when we're drinking out of plastic water bottles, what is some of the new research that we're finding out? That the plastic goes in the water. And it goes into? You, you while you drink it. So just like right. how frogs are getting sick from pollution from when they drink in the polluted water, well, we're finding out that if you are drinking out of a plastic water bottle, actually some of the wa- the plastic is also going inside of you. So we're about to dive into that. There was an article that said, um, can you believe you're drinking a credit card credit card worth of plastic a year? So we're about to really look at that and um, I've been noticing my kids sometimes grab a plastic water bottle and now I'm telling them, like, you know, you can do that if you're absolutely necessary, you know, at the beach and there's nothing to drink, but that is the last, last resource, not when you're at home, you know, and we're trying to eliminate as much plastic water. So that is basically what we're going to be diving into this next couple of weeks and really studying um, plastic water bottles. And we just found out um, – what did we find out when we went to go recycle our bottles, Justin, last week? What did we find out? That the recycle plant is closed. 
So the replanet, yeah. Yep. Did you hear about that? Yes, I sure did. That was a big news story. Oh, you know, we could talk for an hour just about recycling, and I know we're coming to the end of our show, and I, I knew, Sherry, that there was so much that we could talk about because you guys are like Batman and Robin. You're like the dynamic duo, and I know it's not just the two of you. I know that your husband and your son, it's a family affair and that you're all in this together. But it's really, really remarkable. And, Justin, when you look back on your childhood and you think about some of the things that you did when you were just a young boy, really at the age of six when this started, and let's say 20 years from now, uh, it's just going to be remarkable to know where you go. And, And I love what your advice is. It's something that I think is so beautiful and I thought that it would be great for us to close the show if you were going to give some advice to others. What would those words be? And be brave, stay determined, and keep on trying. I love it. Be brave, stay determined, and keep on trying. And you know something? I will tell you this, my friend, that's good advice for anybody, regardless of their age. And it's just been a pleasure. I'm gonna we're gonna have to meet up at the Y one day, maybe I know you got school starting in seven days, I remember hearing that. But perhaps some weekend or at some point we could meet so that I could shake your hand and congratulate you on a I don't want to say a job well done because it sounds like you're over. Oh, this is just the beginning. And it's just been a true pleasure exploring your world with you, Justin. I want to thank you and, and you, Sherry, for for being my guest today and sharing the incredible work you're doing, not just affecting changes here, but a, around the world. Congratulations to the two of This has been an honor. Thank you so much, Marsha, for having us. What do you oh, say, Oh, it was Justin? my pleasure. Thank you, Marcia, for having us on our, your show. And you're going to keep you, working Justin. hard. And all of this work, you do it all for who? For the love of frogs. For the love of frogs. For the love sitting of frogs. Frog. Yes. Oh, that's, that's a great message. All right. Well, he's sitting here with his rainbow dart frog stuffed animal in his lap, and he's smiling. So thank you so much for having (laughs) us. us Thank you so much. Bye-bye now.